Welcome to In Real Time, where we as Heights Church are inviting you in for real conversations about leading people, organizations, and change in the new normal. We're hoping that our real discussions about our church's journey will help you as you reimagine and rebuild yours. talk about, well, real conversations about leading people, organization, and change. And we've got another great topic for us today. And before we get into that, I want to just uh, ask if you would hit the like, subscribe, and the bell notification so you don't miss one episode, because I know you're going to love this. This is a really good one today. And also want to just say we are wrapping up season one of the podcast today with this episode. There may or may not be a bonus episode that'll follow it sometime in the weeks to come, but uh, we're going to wrap this up and then we're going to be coming back with season two in January of 2024. So enough of that. I've got some co-hosts and I'm going to have them introduce themselves now. So why don't we go ladies first? Thank okay. You. Yeah, let's do that. I'm Jennifer Alessio and I serve as the children's pastor here at Heights. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Pastor Craig? I'm great. I'm so great. good. Really good. And what are what's this all about? I don't know. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> Roll Tide. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> uh, my name is Tim. I'm associate pastor here and a teaching pastor and oversee some ministries. So cool. Utility player. Wonderful. Yep. All right. I'm putting the glasses on today because I, I like don't want to wear my contacts. Player. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to have to player. remember that's that. Good. That's important. I don't know why I yeah. said that. but So today's topic is one that sounds way boring, but it so is not. Mm-hmm. It's all about yearly planning. Before you turn it off, I want you to know what this is about is yearly planning for 2024 or whichever year you're coming to. But it really is all about culture. It's all about uh, calendar and collaboration. Yes. Culture, calendar, and collaboration. There is so much to this because really, I know the topic is the calendaring, but that's something you do, but there's something that you discover through the whole process of calendaring that I, I am sure that most people do not think about. And that's why we wanted to do a podcast on this because we in real time actually just went through this and learned some good things. Yeah. And it was a good assessment about where we're at as a church, as a staff team, our culture, what God's doing here, and you know whether there's some chinks in the armor that we need to pay attention to. So all of that you can discover through a calendaring meeting. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and we are talking about planning the whole year, 2024. So, all right. So let's just explain really quick. One of you two want to tell us what is, what did we actually do on the day of calendaring for 2024? So at our calendaring meeting, each of us were ministry leads. We have gone through our entire year for 2024 mm-hmm. and we put every date on the calendar. Yeah. Anytime your group meets, anytime you have a team meeting, anytime you're meeting with anybody else at the church. Yeah. It is on the calendar. It's on the calendar. And we do that. We submit those dates to one of our admins. Mm -hmm. She will come back to us if there's a conflict that she knows about with another ministry. Mm -hmm. We try and sort that out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Then we come to the calendaring meeting and we go through the entire month. So each ministry lead shares their dates, Mm -hmm. January all the way through December. Yeah. And I have to admit, 
Um, it hasn't always been my favorite, but mm -hmm. as I told you this year, I had a talk with myself mm -hmm. and I said, you know what, Jennifer? <laughs> Those are good talks. They are. They are. <laughs> it's good times. I said, um, you're going to have a good attitude with this. Yeah. And, and we noticed your attitude was way different this so year. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad because it's a lot that of work. That was a joke. And, um, anyway. But, you know, I, it was. Yes. Even if I'm no. the only person who you knows how I feel on the inside, yeah. it's still good because yeah. God knows. It's not the most exciting meeting in the it's world. It's not There's the most not. exciting no. meeting in the world. And it's a lot of work because you do all that team um, mm -hmm. planning ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Then you submit them again. Mm -hmm. Then after you're done, we submit them electronically. Yeah. So it's not the funnest process. No. However... When it's done right, yeah. it can be so helpful. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm appreciative that we put in that work because yeah. the end was end result this year was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that I've been in a number uh, four different churches and honestly I I only this is this is the church that has done it really well. There's only one other church that it was done at, but even as I was at an executive level and I didn't get to be a part of that meeting. So I couldn't hmm. tell you if it was a good process or a bad process, but I would say it had to be a bad process because I don't know how you could be at an executive level pastor at a church and not be part of that meeting. That sounds like a fail to me. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so, and I think the reason why really comes down to what's the goal. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people would say, well, it's just so you know what you're doing. Mm -mm. It really isn't. No. The goal of calendaring for an entire year is to know if and how you're going to live the vision. That's right. And if you're not doing these calendaring, I would just say right up front, you really can't have a good assessment of the next you know, year of whether or not you're going to live into your vision, whatever that vision happens to be, because your calendar reflects that. It's a time commitment right. that you just made, and that should reflect a time commitment towards your vision mm -hmm. and gathering your people for that equipping people for that. And so there's there's a lot that that calendaring meeting actually tells you. And so I love that we go through it, even though it's a boring meeting, but we do get some homemade goodies. It does last do. for hours, if anybody's wondering. And this is for every church of every size. If you're a church of 30, if you're a church of 2,000, if you're a church of 300, you need to have a calendaring meeting. I was at a church of 1,500 and we did not do these. So how and, did that go? Yeah, it didn't go well at all because it, what happened was everybody just said, yeah, I've got a, an event coming up. There was no conversation about whether it should happen mm -hmm. or if it conflicted with somebody else. It was just, oh, okay, great. So we're right. throwing it on the calendar. There was no yes, no. Should we do this? Should we not do this? Why are we doing this? Right. Nothing like that. It was just throw it all out there. Everybody got a yes, but it wasn't good. Mm -mm. It was not good at all. So... So anyway, that's that's some of the benefits for us, but just right. know that the goal of this whole thing really is to live your vision right. as a church. And how would you know from ministry to ministry if that your ministries are even planning mm -hmm. and scheduling and calendaring to live out your vision? Yeah. You won't. So you here's won't. our vision as a church, and everybody would agree on that vision, but if, you, yeah. if you're not working together to figure out, you've just launched your people in all kinds of different directions mm -hmm. and you're probably never going to attain that vision because they're, no. they're doing their own thing. But these yes. kind of things bring us all in alignment yeah. so that we can then move forward yeah. in a way that's proficient, it's productive. And, and we're all on the same page by the time you right. leave there. That's right. Yeah. Because here we work off the assumption 
it's kind of a Bible idea that ministries, <laughs> sorry to say it, because it's going to be a shocker to, to many people, uh, but it is a Bible idea that um, ministries are mutually dependent on one another. Yes. We are not self-sufficient right. ministries. And if you are, there's a term for that, and it's called a silo. Yes. Right. Silos are bad in churches. They're bad in business. There are entire shelves of books written about silos and why they should not be. And this is, you know, Paul saying, hey, you know, you're a hand Great, but you know you're connected to an entire body, so stop thinking you're the best. Right. You're not the best. You're a hand. Right. That's it. But you got a body you're connected to, so celebrate the whole body because mm-hmm. it all works together. This is a church, but I've been in these scenarios where that is not the mentality. Right. And the countering meeting and process <laughs> reflected that. Yep. So let's dig into this a little bit more. There's a couple of questions really that we look at when we're talking about the calendar. And I'd say that we have been, we were, we were doing this prior to the pandemic, but since we've come back, we really actually cleared the board and just said, we're going to do this way more intentionally than we even did before. We're going to be just vicious about saying yes and no. Mm -hmm. And what we've done it as a team, there's a lot of dynamics that go into it. But the question that we've been asking ourselves when it comes to these calendaring is what's needed now? Yes. Yeah. Because that changes. It changes. Let's unpack that a little bit. Sure. Why ask that question and not what did we do last year? Right. Like if you don't ask those questions, if you're not looking about what we've done, you hopefully you're evaluating how all that went and then that mm. reveals what is needed now. Mm. And that could be, these didn't work, but it also could be culturally. Like what, what culturally, what do your people need mm-hmm. that now that they may, wasn't a thing for us. We were yeah. doing events coming out of COVID because people needed community. Yeah. Well, now people are back in, in, in person and they have been for quite a while mm-hmm. and our life groups are, oh, they're thriving. They're thriving. And so yeah. people are getting this community. So we didn't need to do event. We don't need to do events. And so yeah, cause they're gathering every week. They're gathering all the time. In their life groups. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, that's not necessarily the goal or the need. So what is needed now to push mm-hmm. our vision forward? And so we had that great conversation and yeah. because, and then obviously you just think through yourself, like what now was, did we execute well? Maybe, you know, if you're not, you do, you, you do an event it may not be hit the mark. Okay, yeah. so what's needed now? Well, we don't do that again. So it per- gives us a great opportunity yeah. to just evaluate and rethink it. And that's why, again, the meeting with everyone is important because mm-hmm. I see things one way, but when uh, Jennifer is in a meeting and, and other people, we get a really good picture of what's needed because yeah. everybody has an input about their own ministries and it paints itself a picture yeah. of where we need to go as a staff. Also, it allows us to promote good events well. Yep. Yes. So we can have two or three really wonderful events Mm -hmm. that really push the mission forward. Yeah. But if we're not intentional about how we're placing them on the calendar, Mm -hmm. then we could have things that are getting drowned out. Yeah. By a less important event or maybe an equally important event. Yeah. But because we weren't intentional about it, the events may suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to be intentional about, okay, how many weeks do we need per event to promote? Yep. And we've said they need three weeks. 
So mm-hmm. we need to have you yeah know, from stage from, from stage, stage. Yep. Right. Um, and then of course there's all the social media promotion and all those things that happen prior to that and yeah. during, but we need to be intentional about spacing them mm-hmm. so that we can promote them well, and mm-hmm. so we don't um, overcommit our people. Yeah, right. yeah. To where they feel like you know what I'm really busy. And I've got kids and they're in sports and I, I can do my life group and I can do Sunday, but I'm not sure I can do a big event every week. Yeah. Yeah. And so we want to be mindful of that. Right. Yeah. That's good. And I I think about uh, an event like we just did our trunk retreat and I know that's not every church's cup of tea. They don't all love doing that, but we do. And it's a huge event for us. And, uh, I think you, Pastor Jennifer, manage this very well, lead it very well. But it's one of those outreach events that we've done for years and years, and honestly, it's our biggest, and it remains the largest outreach event that we have. And I say outreach because, yes, people come to the event, and then they (laughs) come to church for the first time after. And so we've been seeing that over these couple of weeks, because we're just uh, recording this after our trunk retreat, and I know that we collaborate all together because it's on the calendar. This is our outreach event as a staff, mm-hmm. as a church. We get all motivated, all collecting together to say, let's do an amazing job. And so this year, I know we we had over five to 6,000 people that came to our event, and it was amazing. Yeah. But it was amazing because we all did it together. Exactly. Not just, well, Jennifer's going to be busy that night, but I'm going to be sitting at home yeah. doing nothing right. No, we're like all in. Yes. Right. And in the event showed. Yeah. Yeah. But we it don't does. do yeah. 10 of those events right. in a year. <laughs> no. No. No, we do one. Yeah, right. we do we one. We do one event. Yeah. And it wasn't just amazing because of the children's team. It was amazing because student ministries had this awesome dance party that they did. Yeah, and, yeah, cool. and the it student center cool. and yeah. our, fa- our facilities team is amazing and yeah. how hard they work. And, yeah. and we had a pirate ship. And we had a pirate so ship. Cool. And we have, right. you know, Tim doing his luau, <laughs> his luau. And, you know. and, and, yeah, it, and Pastor Craig pictures. and Becky yeah. dressing up and yeah. greeting everybody. Yeah. It's everybody coming together. Yeah. Right. And our people love it. Yeah. And the community enjoys it. Yep. And each ministry doesn't have to recreate an outreach event. No. Because we all did it together. It's right. one of the things yeah. that and helps that, us. To that achieve. helps us to, you know, one of the questions we were talking about is, is this healthy for our leaders, not only our paid staff, mm, but our volunteer yeah. leaders? So right. yes. we're going to use that as an example. Mm-hmm. If student ministries was doing their own and, you know, all these different things, then, you know, what would happen is that we would be taxing our volunteer leaders. Yeah. Um, we're not putting our best efforts uh, together to have one great event. Yeah. And so one of the questions that helps get answered when you're doing these calendar meetings together is, how is this going to impact our leaders, yes. our volunteers, our yeah. families in our churches? Right. And you just and you touched on it a minute ago, like, hey, I might not be able to go to all these events. So that helps us look at the calendar and say, mm-hmm. hey, we've got this trunk retreat happening at the end of October. So let's not stack October with a bunch of other activities. Yeah. September, yeah. we ran into that. We had some events that were priority and it slipped through the cracks last year. That's why we yeah. re- reevaluated and we right. packed that month. And at yeah. the end of the month, we're like, why are we like the Burnt walking out. dead? <laughs> yes. It wasn't good. It was we were not all good. feeling it because yeah. it was when the summer ended, it was event after event after event after yeah. event. And yeah. we're like, 
How did this happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did we get we here? We could have planned better. We could have yeah. planned yeah. better. And we did this year. And get, yeah. So when we did our, our meeting this year, we left there thinking, okay, these months are now healthy. Our ministries are spaced out. Our leaders are going to be able to, you know, be there and with the right mindset. Yeah. And, and life groups won't suffer. Yeah. And families aren't going to be affected. people away right. exactly. from those. Yeah. But the reason why is because we saw an issue, mm-hmm. we evaluated it, mm-hmm. and we came up with a strategy based yeah. on that. Yeah. So when we find these issues where it doesn't work, we learn mm-hmm. from it. Yep. That's right. That's and that's one of the reasons that that meeting lasts a couple of hours, because when you sit down and you realize everybody wants to do an event in September, you're able to say, okay, guys, we can't do it. So how can we collaborate together mm-hmm. And let's pull some things off into another month or right. do it at a different time right. of the year. And because of that, we're and the trust that we have as a team, we're able to, right. and we still get to do most of what we sure. want, but we're not yeah. taxing ourselves. Well, this is where culture matters. Yeah. Because you can't go in that meeting. If you don't have a culture of like team, right? You don't have a culture of I care mm-hmm. about children's ministries. Good. Yeah. You know, and I, I care about student ministries and I care about women's and all the ministries and all these different things. Our culture dictates how we behave in those meetings. Yeah. And so we we want everyone to succeed. Because guess what? When children's ministry stuff succeeds, we're pushing the vision forward. Yeah. We're living right. our vision. Right. Student ministries, when those things succeed. So you got to make sure you're pouring into your culture. You're building that co- culture of anti-silo pro team. Yeah, right. And that's important. Yeah, it is. Because I don't go to those meetings thinking, I'm going to take this ground and won't give it up mm-hmm. because my ministry events are what's most important. Right. I go right. and think, what's most important for our church? Mm-hmm. What's best for our people? Mm-hmm. How can I come along and assist the other pastors on staff? Yep. And then, but and mm. when we're all done, what a great feeling! Like we all work together. Yeah, we're we're feeling really great about this calendar. Yeah, and we got there, and nobody's mad at one another. Nobody's feeling like they got different, you know, preferential treatment. Yeah, and so culture matters, it and does. it and it does guide you. So, you we talked about this earlier. How when you're watching, and I think this is a senior lead moment where yeah. you go as a senior lead, you, you can watch what's happening within your meeting and see how people are responding. It's very true. And it'll tell you about your culture. Yeah. It will. And it hasn't always been that way, though. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. No. I mean, there's been times when... We're 14 years old now, and we've grown into this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's been some rubs, Mm -hmm. to put it gently. Yeah. And then afterwards, you have to go and talk to everybody and get it worked out and put yeah. out fires. Put yeah. out fires. <laughs> oh yeah. People got hurt. Oh yeah. People got like hurt. They got the. And then the worst one. Short end of the stick. Or when you don't even realize they're hurt. Yeah. So there's something festering for a long time. Yeah. And then it comes out again. That's right. That's right. It is. It is very true. And I, I think that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure was said here is that there are some perspectives that we would do well to pay attention to when you come to a meeting like this or even a process. And I'd say from a senior level, when I look at a meeting like this, some of the things that definitely stick out to me, I'll tell you right away, I'm looking for silo mentality, which is me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. I'm unwilling to give. I want to see not a silo mentality, which, hey, it's all about me. I want to see someone who shows deference to another. Mm. And you could still lead your ministry of r- extremely well, 
and show deference for the other ministries that you are mutually dependent on, whether you want to admit it or not, you are. And so um, it's important that when we do these calendar meetings, that that's how we're interacting with one another and realizing one person, one ministry can't do it all, and we're not meant to, which no. is why we have all of these ministries. And if anything, there is one ministry. It's called Heights Church. Yes. That's right. And everybody understands I play a role in that, including me. I'm just part of that. Yeah. I'm not the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm part of it. So that idea from a, a senior level, and there have been times when um, definitely almost every year, actually, for the I'd say the first probably... So 10, 11 years, I was having to go have meetings after this meeting <laughs> to help soothe mm -hmm. the emotions of people who got hurt. Mm -hmm. And 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 the benefit now is that we've moved past that and we don't have silos anymore. No. I tell you what, what we had going into COVID, we we just buried it. <laughs> we yeah. said, now nah, we're going to build something different. Right. And so that silo doesn't exist. That silo doesn't exist. And we just said, no, we're a team. We came through this on the other side as a team. Right. And so when we go into this meeting now, what I saw the last two years has been deference to one another. Hey, how can I help you? I'm willing to move my event here if you can't move yours. Mm -hmm. And it's just this people who are in a race to serve yeah. one another. Well, that... That lights me up. I love that as a yeah. senior lead because that tells me our team is healthy. Right. Nobody's giving up the mission. Right. We're not giving up the vision. We're just being cooperative and collaborative as to how we're achieving right. it. That's so key, so huge. It is. And I, I was thinking about what, another reason why this is important, like when we talked about when we should talk about like communicate expectations for these meetings. But mm -hmm. really that's coming out of your culture. Yeah. So if you've got people True. in those meetings – that aren't really understanding that this is a team effort. Yeah. It's conservative. We're doing it together. I'm excited about this ministry and that ministry. And you notice those things in the meeting. If that goes unchecked, because I, I understand that there are senior leads and just leaders in general who don't like to have difficult conversations. Yeah, true. But the necessity is, is if you go to that person that you're noticing some of the body language and there's just the way they're interacting, there's a rub. They get really quiet, really fast. Right. Guess what? That person, yeah. let's say they're not allowed to do, I'll just use one of the ministries I oversee, men's ministry. Mm -hmm. So if I'm upset about the fact that I didn't get to do a men's ministry event and I got pushed and that doesn't get addressed and, and, as I like to say, those tires realigned, and mm -hmm. this is about church, this isn't about my ministries, mm -hmm. I am going to have someone in my ministry who attends our church going to say, well, why can't we do this event or X, Y, Z? My yeah. response is either going to help push the vision or it's going to yeah. hinder. My response could be, well, Jennifer's thing got put over the top of ours, so we're out. Mm. Yeah. Or I could say, oh, you need to understand yeah. like we have this big event and we want to create margins so that we can do that one really well because it's the largest outreach we do yeah. in our community. Yeah. So here's what we did. We moved it here mm -hmm. so that we could do both really well. Yeah. So how, Way better. how I'm feeling is what I am going to then communicate to exactly. the people in my ministry. Yes. The volunteer leaders, if I have paid staff underneath me, yeah. people who are just attend, yeah. I get to help lead them and bring them into our culture. Yeah. And that only helps us as a church right. as a whole. Yeah. It's so excellent. you have to address anything you're sensing from a staff member immediately so that they don't 
push their emotion, yeah. their emotional response onto other people in the church. Yeah. Because I don't want to sour them against your event. I want them to be all in on your event. That's right. We need them to be. I think we've all been around leaders who felt like they were, you know, the the person, um, you know, that, that just gets the short end of the stick mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. And they are heard about it. And their meetings reflect that. Their teams are sour as well. Yep, exactly. And it really, this calendaring is part of that. They don't feel like, oh, we were given any sort of um, uh, uh, value in that process. And it's like, no, everybody's valued. Yeah. And how can we do this, though, um, not in a defensive manner, but in a manner to serve right. and to accomplish the vision and to know that when children's is great, men's is great, so is the women's ministry, yeah. so is student ministries. Mm-hmm. They're all great, and we're all accomplishing this great thing together. Yeah. So it's a win. It's yeah. a big win, but teams have to talk about how we win mm-hmm. together instead of just right. highlighting one person. We highlight how the whole team made yes. that trunk or treat successful. You led it, but everybody had a hand in it. Exactly. And we celebrate that. And you're really good about that. And I think each of us, I agree. when we lead an event like that, it we also turn back and then make sure we encourage everybody who was a part. Yeah, you thank them, you highlight them for their contribution. Yeah, right. yeah. That's the right thing to do, it's but right it's also the truth. It is the truth. None of us can pull off something amazing on our own. Yeah. We need each other. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've shared, you know, from the senior leads perspective, mm-hmm. but what if we talk a little bit about what's important in these types of meetings from a staff person's oh, yeah. perspective? Tell me about that. What do you guys see? What do you look for? What do you notice? Well, one of the things I've noticed when we're in these meetings, um, the more what we interact as a staff, I get to learn my, you know, the people I'm partnered with in ministry. So we're in meetings, I get to observe what matters to Jennifer, what's important to Jennifer, how she receives and responds. So it helps me then communicate better mm-hmm. and work on things and mm-hmm. and make sure we're kind of work, we work together that way. Yeah. And so that's very helpful for me is just to see how other people are interacting. Um, and again, it just makes me more excited because I want after over the years, we, we know each other's heart. We're, we're, you know, we're, I, I was excited about these events but that only happens because we're doing these things together. Yeah. If we're yeah. in silos, you're just a talking piece in a meeting that I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. But when we're a team, mm-hmm. I'm invested mm-hmm. in any of it and all of it. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. So that that builds relationship. Yeah. And I get to learn personalities, which is also important because we're all we're different. Yeah. But I see I under, I've learned what matters to to Jennifer. So when yeah. it's her event, I know how to respond. Yeah. We're invested in each other's success. Correct. It's really it's wonderful it's that good. you do that, by That's the way. Good. Thanks. I do appreciate it. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? What do you see at a meeting like that? What, so what do you notice? I notice if someone um, is being defensive. I notice when people are showing deference. I notice when people are quiet and holding back and mm-hmm. it looks like they're not being honest. Mm-hmm. I notice if it looks like someone gets their feelings hurt and I, you know, And for myself, I'm not just waiting for the senior lead for you to speak to it. Mm -hmm. I can speak up Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I I hear your point. There's so much value in that event. Mm -hmm. We can still do it, but let's try and do it on this date. Yeah. And try and, and be that support of supporting the mission. Yeah. Something that I've learned is that 
I have a voice as mm-hmm. a staff member yeah. and and leadership. I have mm-hmm. influence over others. And sometimes it's really helpful for other staff members to speak and help turn the ship yeah. instead of it always just having to be on the senior lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think good. that's healthier that's too. Yeah. It's so much yeah. healthier um, and it shows that we care about each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and just because someone is behaving poorly, mm-hmm. I've learned to, rather than being upset with the poor behavior, mm. let's look at the root of this about yeah. why. And usually there's hurt feelings. Usually there's probably a good reason yeah. right. and it can be addressed. Yeah. And I think because um, a lot of us on our team really have learned those skills, mm-hmm. that's why we're in the place that we are. Yeah. Because we've noticed once we know each other well enough, when mm-hmm. someone is not doing well, mm-hmm. we approach them, we talk about it, yeah. we figure mm-hmm. it out. Out, we work it out. It's good. Short it's good. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm actually thinking of a meeting we had a couple months ago, and I remember somebody made a statement, and I was going to say something to try to help correct the conversation a little bit more to so that we could accomplish the vision. Yeah. And I, I just heard this little voice inside of me say, just wait. <laughs> I just wanted to see what was going to go on in the meeting. And I remember somebody spoke up and said, well, now let's look at this from another perspective. It wasn't defensive. No one was mad. No one got angry. They just took our eyes in a different direction. And the next thing I know, everybody in the room had solved that issue within 10 minutes and we were able to pull the event off and it was very successful. And it happened not because I stepped in and said something. And I love the fact that as a staff member, you have that trust and you know that, yeah, we get to do this. You're empowered to speak into this process because we're a real team, mm-hmm. you know, it's like football, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. all right, the, you got the play, but the receiver says, okay, I know what the play says, but this guy's going to go inside. So I'm going to go outside, hit me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and boom, he's open. So you throw it. There's just that coordination. The team knows Working what it needs. So I love that we were able to do that. So mm-hmm. that speaks well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we're uh, kind of talking this one through, we're going to be landing this plane soon. I think one of the other uh, important aspects about this is that we have developed mutual respect for mm-hmm. one another as leaders, not just people, not just, hey, I like you, but hey, I respect you because I've seen you pull off some really cool leadership stuff, and I admire that. And so we have that level of respect for one another. And yes, that takes time, but that's also part of being uh, with a team Mm -hmm. for the distance. And so the longer you have that team together, the better you will be. But you're building that respect. So when you come to a meeting like this, you're not looking to slight somebody. No. Nope. You're looking to truly work yeah. together. want to fan their flame. Yeah, you really do. Because you know they want the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be that give and take. So I think that's important. The other piece of that is setting expectations. Yes. And I know that from my perspective as a senior lead, I'd love to hear you guys think about this. But from my perspective, I want to set the expectations ahead of that to let everybody know. And I think we did this this last time. Mm. Um, I know that we specifically were talking about a couple of ministries and just said, instead of thinking four or six events, Mm -hmm. we need to be thinking more along the lines of maybe two to four. Mm -hmm. So come with that in mind instead. Mm -hmm. Well, that was an expectation that we set right up Mm -hmm. and automatically 
ministries adjusted so that when they came to that day, they had already thought it through. That was very helpful, by right. the way. And yeah, you explained the why, that. too. Yeah, yeah we talked through the You didn't just say, why. here's the expectation. You say, here's why yeah. this is our expectation when you come yeah. to this meeting. Yeah, and so we you, all agreed. Right, because mm-hmm. you understand the why, yeah. then you're like, okay, I'll shift, and right. it's all good. Right. Because yeah. if you need to shift, when we're given the expectation ahead of time, we can mm-hmm. have time to shift. Mm-hmm. We can't just expect our teammates to just you know, shift on a, a dime like that. Right. We need to give people some time yeah. to think it through and make changes. Yeah. And that shows respect. It does. Yeah. And some of us, and I'm one of those, I appreciate some time to think by myself to plan rather yes. than try to pull it off in the moment. Oh yeah. I can do it if I have to, but if I don't have to, I don't want to. I'm way better if you give me an hour to think about and it. Giving giving us time to process individually gives us time to process with our team. So we're not mm-hmm. surprising them with when, what we're coming yeah. to the meeting with. Allows us to go into that meeting not having to figure it out on the fly, which means I have emotional mm-hmm. tank. To, to deal with yes. shifting others. I'm yeah. not freaking out because I've already processed this mm-hmm. and I've already gone in with the expectation is I, I have to show deference. I have to hold loosely to some of these dates. Yeah. Right. And then, then things just fall into place. Yeah. And it was great going back and saying, okay, to my leadership team, all right, here's, here's where we landed. And everybody's like, all right, let's go. Right. Because they knew it was coming. They knew we needed to be flexible. You mm-hmm. communicate expectations and you communicated the why. And every volunteer on my leadership team appreciated. It was a lot to do with their health, a lot to do with family dynamics. Like we want mm. your families not to be Split. out all the time. They appreciated yeah. the why. Yeah. And it made the reasons, what you know, okay, easy. Yeah. So That's good. Yeah. No, that's really good. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Jennifer? I think explaining the why (laughs) is very, very helpful. Yeah. I think sometimes as leaders, and I know this about myself, I'm a quick processor. Mm -hmm. So I'll move from A to B really quick. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn to slow myself down and explain the why to people and not just expect everybody to hop on my coattails. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that just shows respect. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think explaining the why and then also taking the time to process with someone that's having a hard time catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Because that also honors them Mm -hmm. and their commitment to your team and to the church. And, you know, they're our brother and sister in Christ. Yep. Mm -hmm. It creates trust and loyalty when you do that as well. mm -hmm. Yeah. They know know you care. They're not going to blow. You're not going to blow them up. Right. Yes. You're going to bring them along. You care about these people. Yeah. That's good. You know? Relationship matters. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I'd say one of the other things that it does also, and we think we're going to probably land this plane here with this one, but as a senior lead, I look at it and I'm automatically going to start recognizing, because we're a life groups church, so we, we really keep that at the core of everything we do. So we do events, but we're not an event-driven church with life groups. We're a life groups church that do some events. Right. Those are different models. Yes. And you're going to quickly realize through this process, people who really don't have that heart or want to be part of that culture, right. they're going to keep chafing against it. And I get that we all have our variation of how much we want to do of one or the other, and that's okay to do. We're not all in the same exact lockstep on that. But there are people that get frustrated because they literally want to do an event every month or maybe even two. And, you know, who cares about the live groups? Right. All right. And if that's someone on our staff, we're going to be frustrated and so are they. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so this helps reflect that. And I'm going to have a little conversation on the side and say, hey, let's, am I seeing this right? I'm not going to blow them up, but I do want to point to it, mm-hmm. talk about it, and see if I can help win that person to our culture. Um, or maybe that's a time for them to recognize, you know what? This isn't probably where I need to be long term because right. this is not what excites me. Mm-hmm. I love all those events. Well, if you do, great. But this is not where you probably right. want to thrive in the Which next is good five for them years. to identify. Yeah. It is. And there's nothing wrong with it. No. Not good or not, bad. It's right. just not who we are. Right. I yeah. Agree. So I, I should know that and I want to know that. Mm-hmm. So let's just have that conversation. This planning actually reveals that. Yeah. So it's more than just putting your yearly calendar together. Way right? more. It reveals your culture. That's right. It, it collaboration. The health, of your team. The health of your team. That's right. The creativity of your team. And so yeah. it's like, oh, calendar. It's more than that. It's, more. it's more than that. And maybe sometimes you just have to give yourself a little talking to. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. I think we're going to need it right yes, there. Sir. All right. Hey, good job today, guys, of uh, having a real conversation about leading people, organization, and change the yearly calendar. Oh, man. Wow. Well, I hope you're going to be doing one here in 2024. That'd be my challenge to you. And then whatever perspective you have at the table, just watch and see if you notice some of the things that we've been talking about here. And also then how could it help you move forward? with actually living your vision and living into your culture more authentically. All right, guys, we're going to wrap that up. Please hit like, subscribe, and the bell notification so you don't miss one episode. And uh, like I said, this is the last for season one. There may or may not be, probably will be, a bonus episode coming in the next couple of weeks, but we'll be starting season two of In Real Time in January 2024. So please make sure to be looking for that. Otherwise, we'll see you next year in real time.